Hi, this is Eli from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Eli. Eli. What's going on, man? I have a problem with my 1977 Volkswagen bus. That's 77? Wow. It's my baby. Um, but it's currently stuck up on the mountain outside here at Portland. It with is? With a snap clutch cable. Oh. 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 And... I know from experience and from the move, this Little Miss Sunshine, that you can drive them without the clutch. Yes, you can. I saw that movie too. <laughs> right, you can drive without. Is that what you're uh, trying to do? Well, that's that's my my question is is if I can start the car with it in gear with this with the starter. Yes. Without yes. harming the car. Yes, you can do that. My fiance and I have been arguing about it. Bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> really. Yes. Was she your fiance before this incident? No. She wasn't. Oh, so she was I really? had the wine. I had the cheese. We we're going camping. And you asked her if she would marry you while you were having the wine and cheese. After she tried pushing the car, I figured I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excellent. So, I mean, well, any woman that'll push a 77 VW <laughs> bus is all right in my book. Now, is, is this thing on a mountain? It's outside of Mount Adams here um, actually in Washington State. But it's up on on some high level? It's facing up on an uphill, so that's why I'm hoping that I can start it with the starter you in gear. You, you can. Well, you can always start it in reverse. It's a little dangerous doing this, though, on a hill. Well, I mean, a, I mean you well, here's the problem. It. you got to turn around to get that. You want to get back down the hill. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, let me, let me give you the... Here's how you do this, okay? Okay. Uh, I would say the, easy, the easiest way to do this and to guarantee that it's, in fact, going to start is to, with the transmission in neutral, start the thing up and warm up the engine for several minutes so that when you shut it off, it'll just start right back up, okay? okay. And then you put it in gear. Now, you're going you're gonna to have to put this in reverse, probably. Can you, well, ba can you back up? No. <laughs> no. You've got to go forward. That's to going forward up, yeah. What, okay. is, what is it going to take to turn around and be headed back down the hill? I need to go up the hill first. Oh, right. fine. How, how far? 40, 50 feet, probably. And oh, then it okay. starts going back down. Ah, okay. okay. So you're going gonna to put it in first gear, <clears throat> uh -huh. and you're going to turn the key. And when you do this, I mean, it's going to be a little bit difficult for the thing to at, the, at once go up the hill and start the engine, and because if the engine doesn't turn <laughs> fast enough, it may be a problem. Okay. You'll increase the chances of it starting by having the engine already warm. That makes sense, yes. So we assume that you got it warmed up, you put it in first gear, and you turn the key, and it also starts the second time. And once it starts, you're, you're off. Off. Now, here's the... So when you get to the top of the hill, okay, you're going to uh -huh. choose a gear that you want to descend the hill in because shifting might not be an option once you get <laughs> once you get rolling. No, really. No, if, if you, it probably will not be an option. If you get going too fast, you might have a... How long a descent is this? Well, it's about an hour and a half back to Portland. Oh, you oh can't. you're crazy. But how long, how long, yeah. No, don't do it. No. <laughs> no, no, here's what you do. You're kidding yourself. Are you, are you, are how are you going to get married if you're dead? <laughs> <laughs> are you stuck on the mountain now? No. <laughs> I, th I think rather what you should do is you should buy yourself a clutch cable. Yeah. And go up there. And go up there and put it in. You know, it's not that hard to do. Okay. You must be familiar with working on this thing yourself because no one else will work on it and it breaks every other week. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yes. So do you, do you think you have the what it takes to replace the clutch cable? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think. Oh, I, I would that's what I would do. And that, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you said you had to do. drive it a couple of miles, I'd say okay, fine. Yeah, but not. And that's the way you would do it. In fact, you would start the thing up in gear, and if you had to start off in first gear, you could actually coax it out of first, and and if you weren't going too fast.
You're, you could get it into second gear, and you could even get it into the higher gears if you had to. But going the other way is going to be impossible. You know, downshifting is a problem, especially if, you start, if you're going too fast and you can't slow it down with the brakes and the yeah. brakes overheat in good conscience. <laughs> even though it would be an adventure, which you'd be able to tell your grandchildren about. You won't have any grandchildren. If you live. Right. Yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't recommend that you do this, Eli. So I think you have to go and get yourself a cable, buy a new wing nut, because you might not get the old one off easily, and, uh, and go for it. Okay. All right, man. Good luck, and I'm sure you're going to have a long and happy marriage. <laughs> well, thank you, John. See you later, man. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seventy eight two fifty five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Tanya from Savannah. Tanya, Tanya how are you? I'm good. How are we you? both responded the same way. Well, I, Why I, is I, Tanya such an interesting name? Because of that little story that someone sent us about Tanya the trainer. <laughs> I don't know Tanya the trainer. This fellow had gotten, I guess, a membership to a gym, and he was he had a personal trainer named Tanya, and he thought it would be kind of fun, you know. And, yeah. And Tanya put him through his paces, and he was he was so beaten down by Tanya's training sessions, he didn't he have even enough strength to hold his toothbrush. He had to lay it down on the <laughs> on the sink and move his head back and forth to brush his teeth. Anyway. So you're not a trainer, you're not a personal trainer, are you? No, I'm not. Actually, I'm a museum curator. I'm no a, kidding. A, yeah, I'm a gainfully employed former art history major. Yes, one of the few. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> one who isn't, who isn't you know, making lattes. <laughs> with all the nasty things I've said about art history majors, my daughter is majoring in art history. Good for her. And she loves it. Good. What's not to love? What's not to exactly. love? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's possible for her to find a job with yeah. benefits. <laughs> wow. Wow. So anyway, what's what's uh, what's going on? You mean in on? my dotage, she might be able to take care of you? Take care of me. Yes, that's true. That was it was a major issue with my father when I studied art history. He wanted me to be an accountant, and uh, <laughs> his his uh, consistent argument was, "How are you going to find a job with benefits?" Um, I think he was concerned he was going to have to take care of me for the rest of his life. <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, what can we do for you? Well, I have a car problem that has led to a marital problem. Oh. I have a 1992 Volvo station wagon, and sometimes when I drive, um, as I'm braking, it starts to shudder and kind of sputs forward. Mm -hmm. um, and it's I think automatic it's transmission, right? Yes, automatic. And I took it to the shop, and they said that we have warped rotors. Sure. Um, and it was going to cost $300 for this. And we had other repairs, so the $300 added to the overall. So we didn't have that done right away. Um, and I also I should also mention that we have a 4-year-old and a 6-month-old baby wow. um, who ride in this car. And for me, my husband thinks that it's not safe to have – that it is safe to have warped rotors. And I feel like in driving the car – when it does this, I don't feel safe. I'm worried that I'm going to hit somebody because of the way it kind of jolts forward as I stop. And um, I'm also concerned about my children in the car as well. Um, Is your husband just a cheapskate? <laughs> Is he also he an art history be. major? <laughs> no, he, actually, he's an English major. <laughs> oh, he's even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so um, he agreed that um, he Whatever would defer said. to your call. Yeah. Okay, then let him replace the rotors. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, you've got to take care of the You've got to do that. Okay. Yeah. What were the other things on the list? 
Well, another issue that we haven't resolved yet, we have an electrical problem. Um, the brake lights aren't working and the shop Well, you've got to fix the brake lights, too. I mean, as, as important yeah. as the brake rotors are, right. and it's important to replace uh, warped rotors because uh, having warped rotors increases your stopping distance. Right. You know, so it makes the car stop less efficiently. So you've got to do that. But m maybe even more important is having brake lights that work. The last thing oh. you want is to have the guy behind you on the interstate think that you're going along and not slowing right. down when in fact you are slowing down and getting ready to stop this is true you know so you've got to fix it so whatever it takes yeah, well, yeah. This, this was your husband's car huh before well no actually um he wanted me to point out to you all that he bought this for me as a christmas present one year um, huh. was, when 1993 uh, <laughs> no 1998 actually oh that was a nice christmas <laughs> present actually yeah it was a very nice christmas present so this has been your car or, or together or your it's car it's been our car together like we take our well we used to take this car on major trips yeah. but now it's 15 years old and and it's now our town car yeah um, well but i mostly drive it and what's uh, what's the other car uh, an Astro Van. An Astro Van. That was a gift from his parents. Um, we accepted it very graciously. Good. Well, that was a nice thing to do. To yeah. No, you got to both. You got to get both of these things fixed right away. And then okay. you've got to start looking for a car that has side curtain airbags because you have two little guys yeah. sitting in the yeah. back. Well, what would you recommend? Almost anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are lots. I mean, certainly another Volvo would be nice, but that's a well, lot of money. But if you can exactly. But there are lots of cars that give you side impact protection uh, better than this car, perhaps. Uh, you know, for not a whole lot of money. Right. But in the meantime, get this thing fixed. Okay. Because you'll be able to sell it. Right. There'll be some other, you know, uh, art history major moving up the ladder. Available <laughs> <laughs> to avail herself of this car. Right. Good luck, Tanya. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your call. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, guys. This is Michael from St. Louis. Hey, Michael. What's going on? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, well, I got this uh, super 1977 Ford F-250 uh, pickup truck. 1977? Yep, 77. With a big old 460 cubic inches engine in there. And a four-barrel carburetor getting eight and a half miles to the gallon. Hey, you're lucky. Yeah, I'm, yeah <laughs> if, if I'm lucky. <laughs> But uh, so uh, a little while ago, the oil pressure uh, gauge on the truck read really low. Mm -hmm. yep. So I had another gauge uh, <laughs> with visual readout, so I had to put it on there. And when I start the truck and I drive it, um, it starts right up. The engine sounds great, no pinging, no noise, and the oil pressure is nice, steady, 60 psi, 60 pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As I drive it and the oil gets warmer, the That's pressure dropping. at idle drops. To what? It steadily goes down um, to about 40 psi. To the lowest I've seen it was at 20 psi. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, why are oh, you really? worried about this? Because usually in a normal car, your oil pressure is always steady. No, 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 no. not at all. The oil, the oil pressure is a function of you stepping on the gas. Because the oil, oh, okay. the oil pump, is run by the crankshaft. So the faster the crankshaft turns, the faster the, higher the pressure the goes. oil pump turns. And, and that's what I thought, but then, like, when I, on, uh, on my BMW, the oil pressure is always steady. It doesn't fluctuate up and down as I well, hit the gas. Well, that's because you, that one's broken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they, no. They, they may have rigged that. They may have damped it so it doesn't move a lot. I think, I think people probably get disturbed when they see things going up and down. 
So they probably okay. damp the needle so well, that it doesn't move. Well, the speedometer goes up and down, and no I one know, gets but... <laughs> nervous about that. <laughs> but people get nervous when they see gauges going up and down. And I, and maybe BMW has monkeyed with the way the thing works, and, and they don't make it fluctuate very much. But the truth is... what yours... Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and Edward Bulwer-Lytton. Oh, boy. This is the annual contest for the worst opening line of a novel named for the author of It Was a Dark and Stormy Night, which isn't so bad in <laughs> retrospect. Yeah, well, he started with It Was a Dark and Stormy Night, and other people have come up with some beautiful in intros. Well, go ahead. Here's one from William Harvey in Oklahoma. The small boat pitched violently upon the heaving bosom of the ocean, causing Johnson to reflect that although he generally liked bosoms, he was getting really tired of the ocean's bosom and wished that it would at least drop from a 44D to a 34B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's from Lisa Lindquist in Jackson, Michigan. The tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife, not even a sharp knife, but a dull one from that set of cheap knives you received as a wedding <laughs> gift in a full wooden block the one you told yourself you'd replace, but in the end forgot about because your husband ran off with another man. That kind of knife. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and this is from Dave McKenzie in uh, Federal Way, Washington. Danny, the little grizzly cub, frolicked in the tall grass on this sunny spring morning, his mother keeping a watchful eye as she chewed on a piece of a hiker they had encountered the day before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here's another one. From <laughs> Linda Fields of Framingham, Massachusetts, right up the street here. Send an ambulance. I'm glistening profusely. Bosom heaving, luscious, ripe orbs threatening to burst the seams of my black lace bodice. Pulse galloping apace like a night's sleek steed. Exquisite pain radiating down my graceful alabaster arm, shooting upward to the finely chiseled jaw. I shall swoon. Oh, my address, the romance writer gasped into the phone before collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> well, here's an automotive one from Amber Dubois in Denver. She had curves that just wouldn't quit, like in one of those car commercials where a stunt driver slides a sexy new sports car around hairpin turn after hairpin turn while some poor musician down on his luck and having been forced to sell out his dream of superstardom for a lousy 30-second ad jingle sings... Zoom, zoom, zoom in the background. <laughs> <laughs> these, would, these would be interesting openings to something. <laughs> we don't know what. But we don't know what. <laughs> all right, you can check out all the winners of this year's Bulwer Lytton contest on our website, cartalk.com. And, and while you're there, you may have noticed that the puzzler is on a well-deserved break. Well-deserved, my butt. <laughs> the puzzler works even less than I work. Well, look, we'll have to get a particle physicist to verify that claim. <laughs> but while the puzzler's away... You can get a fresh puzzler every week on our website, cartalk.com. Yeah, it's one that we pull from the puzzler archives. But we figure if we don't remember the answer, you don't remember the answer either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and by the way, my brother is now accepting any and all interesting reading material. He's always done this, but it's, it's become more urgent since the construction work near his bench is keeping him up in the afternoons. And he's looking for stuff to read. So if you've got something interesting or amusing, send it to... Mail for Tommy, Car Talk Plaza, 
Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt 02238. Or you can email stuff to me directly from our website, cartalk.com. I love mail. Well, let's take a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK, which, by the way, also spells eight tubas tall. It might. <laughs> Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, guys. This is Stuart calling from Berkeley, California. Hi. Either you or an EW. You know, I've been in California so long, I can't even spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stew now, right? It's stew. Yeah. Stew's I'll, good. I'll answer to anything. And okay. we're in California? Berkeley. Oh, Berkeley. Oh. Now, that's why you can't spell One of my name. favorite yeah. places. <laughs> What's going on, Stuart? Well, I have a automotive slash professional problem. Okay. Um, I have a colleague uh, with whom uh, I drive to, to visit our clients from time to time. Are you consultants when... of some kind? Yep, that's us. Oh, okay. He has a, a, a Buick LeSabre, a 94 Buick LeSabre, and from time to time, uh, forgive me if this is a little crass, but it just seems to pee almost on my foot. Oh. Uh, a little <laughs> jet of water will come squirting out down by the floor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in, in the passenger seat. Almost. It's sort of in that center space. You know, That's where you're sitting, though. Yeah, you're sitting in the passenger seat. And it's... I'm, right. I'm in the passenger seat, and this little jet of water squirts in the middle, and uh, I'm afraid it's going to, you know, pee on my leg, and I'm going to have to walk into a client. And explain <laughs> you might have a chihuahua stuck in the, the, <laughs> under the dash. You never know, right? <laughs> uh, now, how, how long has this been going on? I've only seen it a couple of times. Is air conditioning being used in the car? Air conditioning is always on. Ah, okay. And we're always about, you know, half an hour or more away yeah. from the office. Okay. And when I, like, you know, mention it to him, he, he almost pretends like it's not happening. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if he's just embarrassed or what, but... Uh, Does he get offended? Does he pretend to be offended, like my car? No, no. It's more like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Hey, uh, how about that database? <laughs> you know, changes oh, the subject. so he changes the subject. I see. Yes, yeah. I see. Well, the reason the, the car is peeing on you is that the drain for the air conditioner is plugged up. Okay. Under the dash, there's something called an evaporator, which, in fact, works very simply. The warm, humid air that's got to, yet to be conditioned goes through this evaporator. The fan drives it through. The, the air gets cooled off and at the same time loses its moisture. Mm -hmm. And that moisture is supposed to escape via a drain that, that goes out the bottom of the car. Exactly. And uh -huh. that drain is plugged up with crud, you know, uh, pollen or, you know, uh, decomposing leaves or whatever has gotten into the ventilation system. Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are, chihuahua fur, probably. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took a long time. They don't have much fur. You know, so <laughs> so it may be, in fact, that this thing needs, just needs to be cleaned out. And, it usually and it's relatively what, easy to do. Okay. So the next time he goes in for an oil change, you should suggest to him that he has the evaporator drain blown out. Now, how am I going to casually bring that up in conversation? <laughs> Yeah, so you. It's, well, I, I, I think. Well, first of all, you you you're doing him a service. Yeah. By telling him this, because one day soon, mm -hmm. and without warning, you will get into that car, and the smell yeah. of the mold spores. You, when mold spores grow, you don't smell anything for a long time until they reach what I call critical mass, uh -oh. and the <laughs> smell will make you gag. And then right. the, at that point... Well, it'll make him gag Exactly. Also. But at that point, there'll be no remedy except to set the car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so you should tell him that if he doesn't fix it, pretty soon it's going to be beyond fixing. 
And believe me, I've had this. Ha- we see this happen in customers' cars all the time. It's awful, and the smell, the smell will make you heave. You know, no. so so he's going to fix it, and then if he does, and you leave the windows open, the moisture that's in there will evaporate, and the mold spores will go diminish in number. Okay. And I don't think you would be offending him. I think you're in fact helping him. Okay, but suppose I want a more comfortable and luxurious ride. Should I let his car become worthless and, and <laughs> you, force him to get a new one? You could do that. Okay. You, you could do that, but it, it, there's always the risk, Stuart, that he doesn't smell the mold. Then you're done for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all over. Oh, no, then, because then, then you're going to, he's, he's going to say, I don't smell anything. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have I'm to wear a gas mask. No, you. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is to get him to fix it, because if he doesn't smell the smell, you're cooked. All right. I'll suck it up and uh, and bring it up. Good luck, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888. It's interesting that the guy is making believe nothing's happening. By changing the subject. Well, maybe. Something funny is going on. There is something funny going on. He's got a strange partner, and I think they should Uh, start looking for new jobs. Right. Exactly. I think their partnership is on the rocks. It's on the rocks. I think so, This is the first... Absolutely. This is the first wave of assault. He's trying to get rid of Stuart. Yeah. And what better way to demean your partner than by having your car pee on him? (laughs) (laughs) So he might be doing it on purpose. He he would have taken the car and said, plug that evaporator driver. Eight eight I think I think you're right. I think you nailed it, man. Eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hi, this is Colette calling from Wakabuck, New York. Wakabuck? Wait a minute. We had a call not long ago from Wakabuck, New York. It was the oh. it was the it was the flash. There was a woman who called who had a flash. Oh I heard that and I was trying to figure out who it was because we have such a small town. I was like, who is that person? Yeah. She she may have just been using the name of your town because she didn't want to identify her own town. Probably. probably. Yeah. Well, I'm calling because I'm teaching my girls to drive. I have twin 16-year-old girls, and this summer I'm teaching them how to drive. And my big thing is um, I have one that has this death grip when she drives, and so I have to teach her how to parallel park and trying to get her to remove the death grip and try and teach her how to parallel park. I thought maybe you guys could help me with some instruction. Or well, I think you ought to get a liquored up. That'll relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she. I mean, she's never going to be. She and the other one's all right. The other one can't wait to see how fast she can go. Like every time, every oh. whatever. We have like lots of windy, curvy dirt roads. So she's always like, "Okay, what's the speed? What, how fast? How fast? How fast?" And the other one's like. <laughs> Oh, Mom, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm turning, I'm turning. And the whole body is turning, and it's like she's looking at Lord Voldemort. In the mm-hmm. Well, I think this task may be beyond you. No, 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 I can do this. Well, no, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest that the reason they're tense is because you are in the car. Well, and, and, they're not both tense. Well, one of them, well, whatever, the reason that one of them is tense and the reason that they're both tense, but in different ways. And and I know that, that I, as as interested as I was in teaching my sons to drive, I decided to leave it to a professional. And I think they both turned out to be excellent drivers. And I think yeah. they benefited from not having me in the car with them. Yeah. I have to mm-hmm. agree with my brother on this. If if yeah. they're having trouble, it's you. And it, 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 it may not be you. Not it that be... you're doing anything. It's just that you exist. Right. And they have I mean to... they must hate you, right? 
Well, they, I do. It's definitely the teenage temperament. We and we have it amped up with the hormones because they're girls. So yeah. it, it gets a little like move left, move right, and then it's they were like, "Don't yell at me!" And it's like, "No, no, I'm talking." Yes. Ah, you know, see, don't yell at yell me. Yell that's with... the telltale signal yeah, that you it. don't belong in the car. Uh, oh, I well, know. I it. wouldn't mind because going through the rolling stop sign, you know, rolling through the stop signs was a little too cardio for me. Yeah, um, right. So you've got. Happy to... I got news for you. Whatever. We just, so this one girl is sitting in the driver's seat. She's got a death grip on the wheel, and you've got yeah, a death and... grip on the dashboard. You don't even know it, but you you are sending out body language, which says that you don't trust her. And why should you? She's the baby, and she'll always be well, your baby. Is there another family member that could give the lessons? Uh, well, they occasionally go out with their dad, but it's he has less time to do it, and yeah. Do they not hate him as much? <laughs> well, they don't hate him as much. Yeah, and yeah. according, but they both will have comments when you're driving, and they'll, they'll both say, "Oh, well, you know, you're really, Dad's really bad at this, and you're, you know." Oh no, it's, so. they, they would never say that to the driving teacher. No, see, no, you, no, you, you no. need a, you need a right. trained professional driving instructor, and the money you you uh, you spend it will be well spent because most states will give you a discount if you go through a. Re you know, a, 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 yeah. an approved driver ed program. And you know what? Yeah. They're pretty good well, at teaching. You, you may think you're a good driver. The fact of the matter is there are probably things you do wrong that you are going to pass on to your kids. Yeah. What happens no, is... I don't, this, this, I don't know. I don't do not do. Are you sorry you called now, Colette? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what happens is as you get older, you've been driving for 20 years and you just assume you must be a good driver. But you may have habits that you've stuck with for 15 of those years and you're never going to get rid of them and you're lucky enough to have not had any accidents but it doesn't mean you're a great driver i on the other hand am a perfect driver <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute i'm sorry <laughs> well I, I consider myself a good teacher so, well, I consider myself—I I have been a teacher, and my brother's been a teacher, and I consider myself a good teacher. And I have taught plenty of people how to drive, but I couldn't teach my own kids, and I really yeah. couldn't teach them because there were times that I wanted to reach over the seat and strangle them. And, <laughs> oh, and you can't—and you can't do that, and you can't remain calm and expect them. Don't forget, they're dealing with something that's pretty daunting. You're on a highway. There are cars and trucks going by you at 80 miles an hour, and you're trying to take in all of the data and, and to sort it out and to drive the car safely while you have your mother sitting there in the front seat who doesn't trust you. Yeah. So I think you need to distance yourself from this whole situation and get a pro. That's yeah. my, that's right. my well, best I, advice. I think my brother, although he's never right about anything, I think he's right about this. Yeah. Okay. Bite the bullet and do it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to well, apologize. I was rather harsh on you, Colette, but I'm I'm hoping that 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 the message will get through to you and other parents who are trying to teach their kids. Yeah. Because it's a horrible. It's job. it's a very difficult thing to do because of the unique relationship you have with your children, and and driving is something that is hard to teach in and of itself, let alone to your own children. Yeah. I would bet you if you attended one session of a driving school. You would learn something, and you'd say, oh, my God, I never knew that. We'll see. It's worth the bucks. Think about it. All right. Thank you so much. See you, Colette. All right. Thanks All right. Thanks call. a lot. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but I do firmly believe that, oh. that professionals should be teaching kids how to drive oh, and, not, yeah. and not parents. Oh. And there are so many things that the average driver just doesn't know. 
Absolutely. You know. I, th I think Colette was a little bit too defensive. Yeah, and cars have changed, too. For example, lots of people who have driven cars for years and years don't know the proper way to use anti-lock brakes, for example. Anti-lock what? Yeah, well, your car doesn't <laughs> have brakes, so we, we won't discuss, you know. <laughs> you know, so you need someone to teach yeah. them because you don't know about these things. Yeah, exactly. And you hope that the teacher does. <laughs> Look, I, I don't want to spring this on you, but it's time for us to take a short break. Oh, this is the break we take so that our local stations can identify themselves. Yeah, rather misidentify themselves. They scramble the call letters <laughs> to throw the FCC off the trail, I ah, think. That's why people always tell me they listen to our show on stations whose call letters begin with Q. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, right after the break, we'll be back with more of your calls and, and a case of stolen identity. No one ever tries to steal my identity. You wonder why. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Two old cars on a used lot talking, one's red and one's blue. The red one says, I've been sitting there thinking about when I was new. Back then I was shiny and sporty, I'd run a hundred and forty. They couldn't wait to drive me then. I can't believe they just traded me in on a SUV, but life grows on and on, and then you're gone. That's just the way things are for two old cars. And even though Terry Gross puts on dark sunglasses, a pork pie hat, and a <laughs> fake soul patch, and sneaks out the back door whenever she hears us say it, this is in. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and stolen identity. Mm. You may remember some weeks ago, we answered a bunch of personal questions submitted by our listeners. And we Remember that? Very embarrassing questions we had to answer? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> and one of them we answered was, which one of you snorts when he laughs? And I cop to that. I, I was the one who did it. Sure. But but then we got this letter in the mail. All right, here it is. Dear Tom and Ray, I was thrilled to hear my question answered on last week's show, but now I'm in trouble. I signed the original email Wayne, my husband's name. I didn't want to use my own name because I have friends who listen to your show. Well, my husband is not happy that I used his name instead of my own because he thinks I embarrassed him. The last thing I ever want to do is embarrass my husband. Forget the fact that he is a retired, lazy bum <laughs> whose greatest accomplishments of the day are making me a latte using his fancy coffee machine and feeding our two good-for-nothing cats. So I beg you to publicly announce my apology for using Wayne's name with my question. Regretfully, Connie White. <laughs> so there you go, Wayne. Wayne White. Your wife is sorry for misappropriating your name. And I'm sure this has made everything better. I mean, it's it's perfect, right? Yeah, it's as though it never happened. What does he say? A lazy, no good... Huh. No. <laughs> okay. Bum. Bum, a bum, yeah. <laughs> Well, she won't be using his name like that anymore. No. Anyway, if you have a question about your car, give us a call. Totally toll-free. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888 Two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. 
Hello, hi. This is CJ calling from Brockton. I'm sorry, I didn't get your first name. I'm CJ. 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 Yes. From Brockton, Massachusetts. Yes. What's up, CJ? Well, I have a steering wheel problem. Uh huh. My steering wheel is supposed to point at like straight up at twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. But it points closer to two thirty. Oh, so it's off. So in other words, it's it's like you're making a right hand turn all the time. Yes, and my wheels are straight. Wheels are straight. It looks like I'm turning, and I wanted to know if that's something that I could fix. Uh, no. When did this happen? <laughs> did you just come out one morning and said, oh, wait a minute? <laughs> I think I noticed it after going over a large, what what do we call them? Body? <laughs> rock. A rock. A rock. We yes. call them rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you drove Prob- over a large rock? Probably around a foot drop off of it. Oh. Or 18 inches, maybe. Oh, how did, well, how, what kind of a party had you been to? <laughs> <laughs> and and how long ago did this happen? Um, probably four months. Okay, so four months ago you you had an incident. Mm-hmm. And what kind of a car is this, by the way? It's a '99 Volkswagen Golf. A '99 Golf. Well, you 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 bent something. So even though it, it appears that your wheels are going straight ahead, and in fact they are, mm-hmm. your alignment is in fact off, and it's off because you probably bent either a tie rod end or a steering knuckle. And this could be dangerous. Well, it could be because you could have weakened something. Absolutely. I mean, you shouldn't be driving this car. Yeah, I mean, was it was it a loud, awful, scraping, crunching, scary, <laughs> frightening noise when this happened? Um, it was more like a a, a drop, a like boom. like if you were dropping off of a, a dropping balcony. off of a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how did this explain to us uh, so the, so the jury could understand here how this happened? You know how you back up to get out of a parking spot? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was backing up, and then I moved forward a little bit, and then I went to back up again, but I was still going forward, so I actually uh, didn't uh, back up. And, and so you didn't back up, and you went forward, and then what happened? What was forward? Um, forward was the edge of this rock. Oh, and you just went off of it. Yep, uh-huh. got it. And, and the car's been fine ever since. And I've, I've actually had some, some other work on my car done uh-huh. at a Volkswagen dealer, and uh. they didn't say anything about it. Oh, oh no! Since since this happened, you had other work done. Yes. Yeah, but if you didn't, they wouldn't say something about it if you didn't say something okay. about it because it's not something that would be so immediately obvious. Right. So if you keep quiet about it, no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> but you should get it looked at. What's going to happen because your alignment is off? Your tires. It, exactly. You're going to wear your tires out like crazy. Okay. Yeah. You know you should have you, it looked at this week. Yeah, you should get it get it to an alignment shop. They'll tell you that something's bent. And that's throwing off your alignment. They'll replace that. They'll be able to align it. And for hopefully for a, a few hundred bucks, you'll be back on the road again. Okay. So I don't have to take it to the dealer. No, no you don't no, have no. to. No. Okay. Good luck, CJ. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Watch out for those rocks, man. All right. Thank you. Wow. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello. Hi, this is Lori from Mars Hill, North Carolina. L-A-U-R-I-E? I knew you weren't going to get it. L-O-R-I. Nope. L-O-R-R-I-E. Nope. L-O-R-E-Y. L-O-R-R-E-Y. <laughs> no. All right, we give up. No, I don't give up. I mean, how many? L-A-H-R-I-E. <laughs> it's L-O-R-R-I. Never would have gotten it. It was close. <laughs> oh, so where are you from again? Mars Hill, North Carolina. Mars. Wow. Okay. What's what's going on, Laurie? 
We're going to call it Larry. <laughs> What's up, Larry? <laughs> no, hey, hey, it's Laurie, and I know you people who drop R's have a hard time with that. Well, oh. you can't drop, we can't drop them. If you notice, you, we don't drop them when there are two of them. Oh, okay. Only, oh, all only right. one. If it was one R, it'd be Larry. Larry, okay, I got it. <laughs> got so, it. Go, go ahead. What's up? Okay, well, I have a problem with my husband, and I'm not really sure I should let him ever drive my vehicle. Ah, his name isn't Wayne, is it? No, it's not Wayne. <laughs> um, he has actually gone through 11 window motors in three vehicles. Really? Yeah. Always the driver's window motor? No. Actually, in his pickup truck, it was three times the driver's side, one side the passenger. Yeah. In the uh, LeSabre, which he d no longer has, it went through all four of the uh, windows plus the driver's side again. And then he has a new Honda. Uh -huh. He's already gone. To, he just got it last year. He's got two window motors going. And in and, and your car, which, what do you drive? I have a 2004 Tahoe. Okay, uh -huh. that clearly has electric windows, too. Yeah, they all have electric windows. Well, we've got to figure out what he's doing. What do you think he's doing that you're not doing? Because obviously your Tahoe is in the same environment. Yeah. Well, it just means to me that he's opening and closing windows all the time. What does he do for, what does he do for a living? <laughs> he's an emergency room physician. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> emergency room physician. I got it. You do. You're not going to like this. Uh-oh. I think he's smoking in the cars. Oh. And and did he used to smoke? Did he used to be a smoker? Is he, he, a... He, he was a smoker a long time ago. Uh -huh. no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think he's still a smoker. Ah, oh, and so we have to open the windows to air the car out. Exactly. Yeah. And he's oh. opening those windows. He's closing the windows. He's opening the windows. He's closing the windows. Oh. And he's not going to tell you why he's doing it. No. Right. And now I really don't want him using my car. Yeah. So when, when did he say he quit smoking? Ah. Uh. 20-something years ago? 20-something. Oh, he's not smoking. He's smoking cigars. He's smoking those smelly El Ropos that you smoked on. I got one right here. You want one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't your mother ask you to quit? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was her deathbed wish that my brother quit smoking c cigarettes, and he did, so he smokes cigars now. I know. <laughs> got to watch out for that. Well, you may have to hire a private detective. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't. Yeah. How, how long a ride is it from home to, to the hospital? Oh, it's a long ride. It's about 40 minutes. That's enough time oh. for a cigar. <laughs> well, well, that solves that problem because I've just never heard of anybody going to window motors like that. Yeah, I mean, when, if it were one car, I would have guessed that maybe he's resting his arm on the, you know, on the buttons yeah. or something, or, but uh, it doesn't seem likely. Right. But we, he's... He's obviously opening and closing the windows a lot, but you know the windows meant—they're meant to be opened a lot, right? But if he left the house in the morning and lit a cigar at the end of the street, and it's, of course even before he lit the cigar, he'd have to open all the windows. They would remain open for the entire ride to work. That's true. And That's true. and then so it's not really that much opening and closing. That wouldn't even that would. We have do it. no logical explanation, and unless he's. Somehow, other way, abusing them. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, could be uh, be could be beans. So, <laughs> 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 she's. I, I. Well, it it it's clear that you're going to have to hire a PI to follow him around. Yeah, yeah because, I, because yeah, I think just right. opening the windows once and leaving them open for a forty minute ride. That's not. It would have been the car. The cars. One used to was a Honda. 
Well, the, the, the oldest one, when it first started happening, and I think before this it didn't happen, it was a 93 Chevy pickup. Yeah. And, and then the, the second one was a Buick LeSabre. He doesn't have that any longer. That's the one that went through five window motors. And now his last one's a Honda Civic uh, Hybrid. And, uh, and he's gone through two windows so far on that one. Huh. Yeah, you know, I mean, the GM cars, the the, the pickup truck and the Sabre, I would put as outliers because those yeah. those cars were notorious. G, G, lots of GM cars for lots of years had crummy window motors. Oh, really? Yeah. So the only car in question now is the Civic. And how many motors has he burned out in the Civic? Uh, two so far. Well, Dave Green, our, our associate producer here, says that he had he's given us a note that he had problems with his Civic. Oh, no kidding. Windows, yeah. And it's a 2000. Oh, good. At least there's two people on Earth. He may just have chosen. the. Here we are claiming the guy's got sm sneaking cigars. He's not. He's got a girlfriend riding around him that's smoking, too. <laughs> we gotta, we got this, we've, we've, we've crucified this poor guy. And the only thing he's done wrong is to choose cars with lousy window motors. Right, right. Yeah, so I think there may be nothing to it. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> oh. going with that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to have accused him. Good question, tell him we, Laurie. Tell him we apologize for being a no-good, lazy sneak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you, okay. Laurie. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on. Hi, it's Damien Smith from Portland, Oregon. Hey, Damien, what's, what's happening? Well, I've, uh, my wife and I have recently bought a house in Baja down in Mexico, mm -hmm. and we want to be able to drive down so that we can take our dogs. And the car we have right now is a little bit too flash, according to my wife, and she's worried that as soon as we cross the Mexican border, we're going to be stopped by the federales every five minutes and have to pay bribes all the way down. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking for some advice on a car that would become sort of a sort of Mexico car, one that's really good at driving several thousand miles and can carry my wife and I and our two big dogs huh. and probably a whole bunch of stuff that we want to get down to the house. What, what kind of a car do you have now? A BMW X5. Oh, oh yeah. no. You'd be, right oh, you would make it five miles across the border. Yeah. So then, then the kicker is as well, what we really want to do is get a car that's like pretty good gas mileage and environmentally friendly. And I, I realize the irony of that bearing in mind my primary car, but yeah. if we're going to buy another one, it'd be good to get something and, that's and what, pretty good. And what size are the dogs? German Shepherd and a lab. All right. Geez, the car I was going to recommend was a Subaru Baja. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would fit right in, wouldn't it? Yeah. But they, don't, they don't make that anymore, but you could certainly buy a used one. But that's not going to be big enough. So you so you no. need something on the order of a uh, Toyota Highlander or uh, um, Yeah, you're going to need a kind of an SUV. Toyota Forerunner, Nissan Pathfinder. Do you think that so my wife wants to avoid a, a sport utility if possible because because of the gas mileage and doesn't feel environmentally friendly and, and the other thing we were trying to do was get something that's used rather than new we don't want to yeah. spend too much money on sure. this. Yeah. So what, what did you have in mind or what did you, your wife have in mind? We'll, we'll, tell well I was you. thinking maybe a, a used Subaru Outback or something like that. Is that going to be enough room for those two big dogs? Yeah, probably not. You, you well, know, you know what might be better actually for you. I, I hate to recommend it, but a van, a minivan. Yeah, my wife said that, but I just, I just hate them. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't no, but, have but everything. They, but they make great use of the available space, and they yeah. get pretty good mileage. I mean, you could buy a Honda van, you know, used Honda van or a Toyota, or, or, or you know, they, they, not, they're not going to attract the, you know, the, uh, the Federales and the Banditos, <laughs> and, uh, and you can get pretty good mileage. You know, even, even something like a Dodge Caravan, you're going to get in the high twenties for mileage. 
I would probably stick with something maybe like a Dodge or a Ford that's easier to fix in Mexico. Are they reliable? I mean, how, how, old, how old can I go safely? Well, uh, you know, depends. How I mean, much you want to spend? Why are you going to, why are you going to Mexico, by the way? We, we, didn't, we didn't probe this enough. Well, we, we live in Portland, Oregon, where it rains quite a bit of the time. Yeah. So we we, uh, we bought ourselves a little house down there as well so that we can uh. hopefully spend winters down in Mexico. And uh. Oh, I see. So you're going to a place where it never rains and exactly. where there's hardly any potable water. <laughs> so you're going except, for... For, except for the time just after we decided to buy and the hurricane hit. The yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, can, I, could, I can appreciate the fact that you want to escape the rain and be someplace where the sun is shining. But I, I would recommend a van because a van will give you plenty of room for your, your gear, the dogs, you won't have to, if you leave anything outside the van, you don't have to worry about securing it every time yeah. you park because people will steal the stuff. So I think you want to leave everything in the van if possible. Yeah, and if you can put your stuff in the way back and the dogs in the back seat, I think that works. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know you don't want a van, but I would revisit the van. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Send us a postcard. <laughs> will do. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's happened again. You've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar-Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor just back from the Battle Creek, Curried Leek, Turkey Beak, Codfish cheek, fenugreek, duck aspic, salmon a la Veronique, <laughs> end of the week, free lunch, clique is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our second shift meteorologist is Claudio Vernight. <laughs> <laughs> Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed. Our physics graduate student is Laura Vernersha. Our alignment expert is Lou Segusi. <laughs> our <laughs> undergarment inspector is IC London. Our Russian chauffeur is Peakoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horse Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the sweaty adjunct professors in Harvard Square as Huey Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and uh, remember this. Don't drive like my brother. And don't forget. Yes. Don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of this show, which is number 733, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, our humble opinion on one of the great automotive debates of our time. Sticker automatic? Nope. Foreign or domestic? Nope. And we'll try. Fire or theft? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Premium versus regular and whether you ever need to use premium gas. Good question. And you can find out answers all week at cartalk.com. You do realize I was just kidding about that fire or theft thing, right? I mean, I would never get rid of my car that way. 
tell it to the judge, pal. <laughs> All right. Also, this week at cartalk.com, you can sign up for the free weekly Car Talk podcast. Yeah, you can play it over and over and over again in the car to punish your kids. That's all at cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey Cheatham and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though the NPR Bugle Corps breaks into taps whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is NPR, National Public Radio.